0: hola hola welcome to, the- <laughs> welcome to the mercy station where two male nurses talk about general nursing things and their problems making you laugh and cry all at the same time please check out our instagram at the mercy station and subscribe to us on apple podcast and soundcloud enjoy the episode
1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Mercer Station podcast. I am here with Felino ICU travel nurse. Say what's up, Fellino. What's Felino. up, what's up? My name is Jake. I'm an, also an ICU nurse. Uh, so first off, we just want to say thank you. We got a lot of good feedback from our first six episodes. Thank you guys for listening. Continue to let us know what topics you guys would like us to cover in future episodes or um, just anything you'd like us to go over with. Um, so first yeah. off, man, what you been up to? How was
0: your week? So in the beginning of episodes, we like to catch up with each other. I haven't seen Jake in a long time, so. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Uh, it's been good, man. I've been getting good amount of days off, so what I like to do <laughs> my days. Yeah. I get like five days off in a row now, so it's really nice. That is nice. Yeah.
1: I feel like every episode starts with, How's your week? Oh, it's good, man. I just had six days off. Like, <laughs> it's good, man. I don't, I don't work. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful life of a travel nurse, the difference between a travel nurse and a non-travel nurse. Uh, I worked the last... I worked... I didn't overwork myself this week. I think I did four, and then um, I just woke up, and it's 5 p.m. local <laughs> time, so yeah, whatever.
0: I worked work two and a half shifts. And I got paid either way because I I get covered still for the shift that I missed.
1: Damn, that's beautiful. That's a good advice for you, new nurses out there, uh, looking to have maybe some adventure and make a lot of money. Travel nursing seems Challenge like the way to go. Nice. Yeah,
0: and then like what I do on my days off, I I work out twice a day. I try to keep a healthy lifestyle. And then i mean, even though I don't I work like two to two and a half days, this <laughs> last shift I did, oh man, I, I just wanted to go out, have a drink or tan, you know, just get a, little, <laughs> get a little crazy, get a little fucked up and like puke at the end of the night, drawing my sorrows, you know, and always, yeah, and <laughs> me and you talked about it, it kind of brings us uh, the subject to the, our episode today, which is how nurses cope with their high stress jobs and what we deal with.
1: Yeah, like I can't think off the top of I mean, there's some few jobs that jump out at you, like police officer or anything military, things like that, but mm-hmm. um Oh yeah. A normal kind of job that I think comes with a lot of stress and needs a lot of specific coping mechanisms is nursing. Um a lot of it is not only the workload but the schedule. And I think sometimes
0: mm. Yeah, the schedule
1: yeah that creates that creates a a situation where it's kind of hard to relate to people that are outside of the hospital setting field
0: um 12-hour shifts here and there or three days on four days off that's it's weird
1: yeah like we're we're dealing with life and death situations for 12 hours at a time with a very small group of people Hmm. and so to just jump on your days off to talk about why someone was so stressed at their job at dillard's is kind of like hard to relate to <laughs> i don't mean to be a dick but there's times where it's like i hear people talking like oh you don't understand the stress i had today at my job at my office job and i'm sure it's stressful and i understand that stress is all relative to the person that's experiencing that stress but I have personally, in my last three and a half years of doing this, have found it harder and harder to empathize with those people just because of how stressful an ICU nurse's job is. Um, I don't know. At least that's just me.
0: It doesn't even have to be about the job. It even has to be... Say you have friends outside of work. I'm sure people do. I hope. And... I don't. No, just Just, uh, kidding. If they're imaginary, it's fine too. But if you go go outside of work and people have a 9-to-5 job and they would ask me, Hey, Felino, you off this weekend? And I kind of say, well, no, I work on Saturday during the day. And they would reply, well, then you can come out Friday night. I'm like, no, dude, I can't. Uh, I got to sleep in Friday night, watching her drunk ass turned up snaps on Snapchat before <laughs> I go to bed, and then I wake up at five thirty all the way to eight p.m. on that Saturday. I mean, I'm not trying to be hung over when I get to work, and if I do, I'm probably going through DTS more than my pushing getting out <laughs> of that
1: too, you know. And that's another aspect. Like we have the kind of job that you can't really show up like not on point you know like you show up fucked up to work or not even fucked up but just hung over from the night before like, like what what happens like if you have a shitty day and a super crazy patient and you're not at your best like you got to be on your a-game when you show up to work
0: yeah
1: um it's funny yeah, that you mentioned right, that
0: put me in coach it's <laughs> just motivational right there <laughs>
1: Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that the, the Friday night situation, I actually have the opposite where it's like, um, let's say I work a Friday, Saturday, and I have people that want to do something Saturday during the day. like, And so so they'll tell Lunch. me, hey, hey, do you work? Or let's say I just work Friday, I have Saturday off. So they tell me, hey, you want to do lunch Saturday? We're having a huge thing. It's a cookout, blah, 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 somebody's birthday. Or I have family situations. Oh, like so-and-so's in town. We're going to go get together for lunch. And it's like, do you work Saturday? No, I have Saturday night off. Um, I work Friday. And they're like, oh, cool, you can come. And it's like, no, you don't get it. I work Friday. People do not understand. Even after three years of me doing this, (laughs) they still don't get that, like, I go into work Friday night at 7 p.m. I get off work Saturday morning realistically 8 a.m. like yeah, so I'm a, maybe yeah. asleep at 9 a.m. like yeah. that's just because I don't work Saturday doesn't not mean my Saturday is completely ruined yeah. like that's Let me go knock on your
0: door at 12 a.m. at night yeah might do a kick
1: out like no, that's not happening like unless I have a stretch of twelve days off after that, like I'm not doing that yeah. like, and chances are with my schedule, that day off will be a one day off recovery day, so that's just yeah, not, happening. Just to sleep.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that's
0: another thing too that the three days on like um it's well, for when i I remember when I was on night shift that if I had days off, as uh, I say, I had four days off in a row, mm-hmm. and I come back that morning, I would try to somehow readjust my sleeping schedule so I could just be a normal person with a normal sleeping schedule on the next two days. So I'm wasting a whole day just trying mm-hmm. to reset my damn life, and then on top of that, you you are in a constant state of exhaustion right through the next two days. <laughs>
1: yeah to anybody out there who's never worked nights and i know i argue a lot about this with my wife because she works days and there's times where it's like she's like why are you so tired i just worked three days like actually she worked four this week and day five like her first day off she was good and she could not understand why my first day off like i was like a zombie like Mm -hmm. i just i sleep all day i walk out of bed I wander over to the couch. I plop down and I just lay there. And she's like, like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why you're so tired. And it's like, (laughs) dude, like, come on, man. Like, you don't remember the struggle. Like, she did nights for like six months and the schedule just wasn't for her. That's why she switched to days. But like that first day off of night shift is a worthless day off. Like, it's just recovery day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of people don't, you have to go through it to kind of understand it. It's just, it goes against human nature to be up all night and sleeping all day. So it really fucks you up. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, on the good side of it though, you work 12 hours and you can bust out three days and it's mm-hmm. considered full time. And then you, some schedules, uh, you can have at up to seven days off. Right. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then work the next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's also kind of nice mm-hmm. uh, versus a traditional nine to five uh, jobs where you have to be there Monday through Friday every week. I mean, you get weekends off, but you're there at your job all the time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's like you're pretty much living for work. Yeah. That's a good thing about the 12th. Oh, like, like how you said uh, the uh, balancing, like you're working, uh, like say you work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then next week you work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like mm-hmm. that's even enough time to take a short trip. Like so, if you yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, like it gives you a lot of a lot of time to not only have socially, but just to manipulate like extra vacation time in without yeah, actually yeah. having to take vacation time or take PTO. Yeah. That's one of the nice perks, you know, it's for nice. sure. Um, but then people would
0: say, "You only work three days this week." Well, I put in a whole week's work. In those 3
1: days man. Oh, there's nothing <laughs> that pisses me off of like, oh, why are you so tired? You only worked 3. It's like, dude, uh, if you if one of your 5 days was what I do in 3 days, you would be crying like a little bitch. Come on. Be <laughs> realistic. Like, like don't don't talk down to me about my work schedule.
0: <laughs> and coming from like a traveler point of view, when I notice I like different hospitals Day shift, uh, you can pretty much live a normal life. You just disappear for those three days, like I said. Mm-hmm. And when you come back, it's nice coming home at the end of your day to your family or your significant other other, or by yourself like me and lay on my couch. <laughs> and and just end the night and sleep when the sun is down, you know, like a normal person. But that, that's coming from a day shift point of view. You, You still have some time to spend have dinner like dinner with your family and then go to sleep but
1: yeah it, and it's tough it's a little tougher on night shift for sure um i always struggle with balancing time for sure um <laughs> you have the wife family friends and then just general life responsibilities that things that can only get done during daylight hours and so that one's oh, tough yeah. for me you know like um it's always tough like, balancing my that bikini time. Wax. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Felino bikini waxes. Um <laughs> are good too, but I don't know. Nah, I, <laughs> I don't know what day shift is up to, man. <laughs> no, but yeah, the balance of time the balance balancing time is tough. Like I've I've had periods where Sometimes I don't get to see my fam. Like, I don't live in the same city with my family. They live relatively close. But there's times where it's like a couple weeks has gone by. Like, if I have a crazy work schedule, like, I may not get to see them for a couple weeks. And that sucks. And it's also hard for them to understand um, that between everything or friends. I have friends I haven't seen in months. And it's not because I don't want to see them. It's just it doesn't work out with the schedule. Like, I'm on nights. I have all these... I have all these weird hours they're on a traditional like nine to five job and the schedule just doesn't match up and it's really really tough to balance that so that's another thing that's definitely definitely hard
0: that can get really stressful in your life like going back to the main subject and missing family like I I haven't seen my family in about six months and just that gets really stressful and nurses uh they not the best at coping
1: Yeah, just... i would say for sure um which is ironic because we teach our patients how know, to cope right? with their stuff but stop we're probably while i go take a smoke break you know <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> stop drinking or you're gonna die hey bro you want to go get drinks <laughs> like yeah like Ironically and unfortunately, nurses are not always the best examples to their patients, um, and a lot of that is just the stress of the job. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, sure. there's
0: healthy habits versus unhealthy habits. So Yeah, let's get me, into
1: those. Let's get yeah. into those healthy habits versus unhealthy habits. I like that. Foligno, for you, what, is, what would define a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits for coping with this so, job?
0: Okay, so for me, coming from a single dude uh, that's always on the go, like on like between assignments, for me, mm-hmm. keeping up a healthy lifestyle is important to me. I know other nurses like to get together with coworkers. They do hikes. They do basically what they... Uh, nursing should not let you quit your hobbies. And uh, hobbies true. with other people is uh, healthy for you. Whether it be spending time with your family... Uh, going to the gym Um, those are good coping mechanisms however when i'm like super stressed out um, at 705 i'm going straight to the bar with a couple other nurses with me and we're taking shots Mm -hmm. because our day was so shitty you know and oh god it feels so good just to get oh god this guy i'm gonna sound like alcoholic but it's like just to let it out, let all like the bad stuff out. Well, you got a little buzz going on. There's some music playing. Yeah,
1: Te- tears flying,
0: tears flying. <laughs> Why is my drop so hard? Bartender, another <laughs> tequila shot, please.
1: <laughs> no, that's really important, and and that's a good point you brought up of like, um, I like the hikes together with coworkers and stuff. Like, it's maybe that's a good idea of how to incorporate, um your limited time like that way you're spending time with family and friends but you're also still contributing to healthy lifestyle choices and that way you're you're kind of putting those together and it's a time saver and it's a all- yeah, i can. just think it's i think it's funny how even on off days nurses find a way to cluster activities in the way <laughs> you do at work it's like why am i gonna give this med now i'll just wait till i have to go in and do that and then give them all together it's the same it's the same concept socially yeah. we just cluster I, everything
0: i can hang out with my friends from 9 p.m to 1 a.m and then i'll take a break and go to sleep you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the, cluster the, the, line, eating, baby. the eating for me oh my god it's for me, a big sin for me is eating like shit. Yeah, which like, is where I come in. Night shift nurse eating oh, like shit. Yeah, <laughs> there's no salads on night shift. I don't know why.
1: Like, they, there's night salads sh- on night shift. They just they're covered in bacon and like oh, boiled shift eggs night and, like and like <laughs> ranch dressing. But and they're few and far between. Um, <laughs> or the salad that exists on top of a water burger dude that little shredded lettuce that counts as a
0: salad right yeah yeah the <laughs> lettuce on your burger yeah 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 I that, like that's that. that's sad that's the only thing open or maybe not but that's the thing nerves cra- nurses crave at two in the morning It's mm-hmm. either salad or hey let's order some pizza some or Chinese who wants food. wings Or yeah yeah, want the,
1: to yeah like night shift you have to be very careful um it's very rare to meet a nurse that doesn't gain weight on night shift like that's that's yeah. hard that takes
0: you takes lot of down. effort. you go to the break room there's a fat donut there that says jacob on it like hell yeah i'm gonna eat that of course of course i'm gonna eat that <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, i'm guilty of it too i, I even steal like other people's pizza is and Oh, you're yeah. that guy that steals other people's food. the lunch food? thief, man. There's always that
1: thief, man. I hate that thief. We've had a couple and the, of those. The nurse comes like, out of the
0: break room. Who the fuck ate my pizza? Oh,
1: and, you're like, and you're like, and you're. Meanwhile, you're like, I gotta go to CT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come dude. On, I got. I got. I, I gotta go. All right. Lesson to all the new nurses out there. Don't be like Felino. Don't be the lunch <laughs> thief. That's mean. That's bullying. <laughs> <laughs> it's lateral violence. Yes, that is lateral Dugging violence. My Workplace violence is a serious thing, <laughs> people. <laughs> no, but uh, um, so getting back with, with all the lifestyle choices and stuff. And I think a lot of this is just due to um, all the high stress that we experience at work.
0: Yeah. Um, and you can tell like um... – not to go on day shift, night shift, mm-hmm. but I am. Uh, right. Night shift has a lot more newer nurses. True. Uh, newer nurses, which are straight out of college, younger, they're more adventurous, and they like to have fun, usually. And that was me. I loved night shift when I did night shift. And mm-hmm. partying was always a factor, especially when nurses are making decent money at a younger age. Pff, mm-hmm. Bottle service. I know that, dude. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and a lot of that happens before, like, they tend to get married and settle down and have yeah. responsibilities, so. Yeah, you graduate, what, nursing school when you're 22? Like, dude. It's most people traditionally, yeah. Yeah, traditionally, yeah. <laughs> I, I became a nurse when I was
0: 24. But yeah, yeah. these are younger uh, people still looking to have a lot of fun yeah and keep in mind they've been
1: broke for the last two years in nursing school yeah. so it's like you're finally unleashed into the world like nah. it's like uh it's like breaking amish or something you know like <laughs> <That> show, <laughs> like yeah. they get that year that year off and they go fucking nuts like they yeah. can it's like all these bright colors and new things are yeah. happening to them <laughs> <you. laughs>
0: should rename it graduating nursing school Like yeah first yeah, yeah.
1: year rn Dude, that would make an excellent reality show. <laughs> N- new grad nurses, like, oh no. Definitely. <laughs> um, but getting into something a little more serious that still relates to this is uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh yeah, like out from
0: work or like yeah from work. work.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and um, it's definitely a real thing, and um, there's a couple. Really? there's a couple NIH studies that have shown that ICU nurses in particular are at super high risk for development of PTSD, just from the, all the stuff they experience and see at work. Um, I think it went, uh, ICU ER was also pretty high. ER see some, sees a lot of fucked up shit. Dude, yeah. Um, and I know just from talking to people, like I work with people that have been in the military and they'll tell me like, They've seen more bodies in ICU and had to deal with death more than they ever did in their time, like <laughs> during their yeah, service dude, time. That's crazy. And I can't even tell you the amount of like people I've had to see pass, the amount of uh, dead bodies I've had to provide postmortem care on, the amount of grieving families that I've had to deal with. Like that stuff gets to you for sure. And there's no way not to take that home. And there's no way for that not to mentally affect you. Um, even if you think it doesn't like it's in your psyche somewhere, Yeah. yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure a real factor. And I think that's a contributing factor to a lot of the maybe poor lifestyle choices that people make is just the high stressors. Um, and I think a lot of it too, is just that hospitals maybe, um, need to do more to deal with that, you know? Um, provide more resources to their nurses that are experiencing this kind of this kind Men, of like mental health yeah
0: mental health is also That's a big thing key. yeah mental and
1: health is important and i think you, um you know we you don't give it enough it yeah well, you don't you don't hear about it that much um yeah. so yeah in that same study it compared uh not only ptsd but uh what they refer to as burnout syndrome and across the board burnout syndrome for any nurse that's been a nurse for um, I think they studied new nurses and nurses that had been nurses up to five years and once the what the study showed is once you reach that two-year mark the burnout rate not only and this is not just ICU and ER this is for all nurses floor nurses any kind of nurse that works in a hospital setting it oh, was okay. limited specifically to a hospital setting uh burnout rate is actually at 92%. Like so wow. for 92% of a hospital staff to experience burnout syndrome, that's pretty insane. Damn. Um yeah. That's all of us. <laughs> exactly. That's that's everyone and that's something that, you know, is definitely going to affect healthcare in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when I when even when I float to different units, the stress is different. Yeah. Okay.
1: So let let's say like ER for example, um, ER is mind you, I've never worked ER, but just talk. I've worked with ER nurses. I talk to a lot of ER nurses, and the stress they describe is a different kind of stress that I that I experience. But it sounds insane. It's like nonstop patients they coming in.
0: Pause. There's, like, like, cops at my door or some shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry about that. Uh, there was an Amazon guy banging on my apartment door, and he called my phone. But. <laughs> so,
1: wait. He was banging on your door, and yeah. he called your phone? He really wanted to deliver the fuck my... did you order from Amazon that's that important? Know. Alcohol. Dude, that better be a good pack. That better be a
0: really, really good like Amazon socks, delivery. I
1: don't know. Can you imagine
0: all that for socks? <laughs> You're interrupting the podcast.
1: <laughs> so anyway, sorry about that interruption, folks. Um, I think, Felina, you were talking about floating to different units and the stress that comes from... Um, oh, yeah. Not just ICU, you but... You got
0: ER, being the floor. floors... ER, you got nonstop stop patients coming in from all kinds of different sicknesses, all the way from general abdominal pain to a dildo stuck up your butt to mortar vehicle. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I seem to remember there was a patient that uh, came in with oh, a, yeah. uh, I, a nice,
0: that yeah, was your admission, a right? That, that dildo ER, butt guy? From ER, and ER told me, hey, this guy has a dildo, um, like in his belongings, and we found it. Um, and I was like, "You guys aren't like surprised by that?" And the yarners like, "Nope, we get it quite often." I'm like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) And I liked that the dildo was had a condom on it, you know. And he had like handcuffs too. Yeah, it was. It's pretty freaky. Yeah, that was some. When he got discharged, I can imagine him up like, "Hey, man, I see you like to have a good time." (laughs) And then, but then you get you get you, like dildos stick up your butt, and which could be like stressful and funny at the same time. But then an hour later, you can get a motor vehicle accident involving multiple people, including children. So you got to be, like, that's that is stressful, you know?
1: Yeah, that's super stressful. That's insane. Like every ER nurse I talk to is like so burned out. It's insane. Mm-hmm and i understand it because in icu like i feel like we're pretty burned out too like yeah we don't we don't get that constant flow we can get that constant Sometimes, flow don't get yeah. me wrong we get a lot of admissions but um it's a different kind of stress um ours is kind of like a anything can go wrong at any mm-hmm. moment you yep. have yeah, two very sick um, people you,
0: any decision you exactly make, you either help them or you kind of make them decline kill it'll, them it'll kill them yeah exactly
1: yeah like so critical thinking is so key in that job and that's i think what causes so much stress especially for new nurses i see them struggle because um they're they don't have that confidence yet and they're they're realizing like oh my god i can kill anyone at any time and so how the fuck can you not take (laughs) So how the fuck can you not take that kind of stress home with you? Like that gets to you yeah. after a while. And uh, what about up on the floor? You so work yeah, the I work floor the floors a bit, too. Right? And
0: do having more four or more patients is, that sucks too. That shit is nonstop. Uh, you're always on your feet, always working, uh, and then someone always needs something. You you sit down. Someone has the call bell, and you hope your aide gets it. And then it makes you even worse if one of them starts to decline. And now you have one ICU patient and three really other sick patients. And you're like, fuck my life.
1: Yeah. yeah, that sucks. And there's some floors where, like, the nurses have up to, like, seven, eight patients. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't imagine that shit. Like, and yes, it's all different types of stress, but it still gets to you, you know, for yeah. sure. Um and- let's talk about some other health risks like not not just the mental health aspect of it but oh you
0: know being a um, nurse you're already like uh you're already exposed to infections uh airborne diseases that your patient has and you have to take care of them uh radiation dude the the, yeah Yeah, that's true that one's real i'm not gonna get superpowers like oh but but, i mean (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're just gonna kill. You're just gonna kill all your sperm <laughs> from all those chest X-rays. And That's it.
0: <laughs> CTs, IR studies. You know. Um, and yeah. Then, oh, shoot, and they teach you in your orientation. They teach you in nursing school, and the studies I've read, I can't even name one specific study, but the constant factor in all health risks in nursing is back injuries and stress, and then. The, yeah. the stress can lead to increased use of that, you know, like good old bottle of wine. <laughs> and, you know, that hydromorphone, that morphine, that Advan. Oh, I, I am. <laughs> um, wait, am I talking too got, much? Sorry. That shit got dark <laughs> real quick. Oh, I mean, uh, nothing, nothing.
1: So aside from <laughs> substance abuse, which is actually a pretty real issue amongst yeah, healthcare really is. professionals. Yeah. But um, – Getting back into that real quick back injuries like yeah dude like I've worked with a couple of nurses that have had to either retire or switch fields just because of back, back injuries. Yeah. So body mechanics is for sure not something to fuck around with. Um, yeah, let's
0: ambulate my patient when then lowest bed position, and they're three hundred pounds, <laughs> and I'm a hundred and twenty uh, pound little little Filipino nurse. I know.
1: Like. it's always the fattest. Of the patients that want to walk yeah, the most. They want to get out of the And I'm like, bed. dude, it's like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> no, but for real, getting back to that, I know for sure, a lot. according to a lot of studies, um, substance abuse is, um, both nurses and physicians are actually at super yeah, high risk passionate. for substance abuse. It's, it's... And um, that leads not, that's not only related to, uh, like, just in their free time at home, but that, that could lead to super serious stuff. Like you can get into like medication diversion. You can get into like people showing up on the job inebriated Mm. or under the influence. And then you're not only putting your own self at risk and your own license at risk, but then literally like the life of the patient there. So, you know, that's, that's something for sure that, um, yeah, is something very serious and all relates back to mental health. Um, I think that maybe if hospitals can use a little bit of those billions they make every year to kind of like put a little bit back into maybe some mental health programs for nurses, that might be a positive thing, you know? Um, Yeah, I'm sure some
0: hospitals do, but most hospitals don't, so.
1: Yeah, like there's some awesome hospitals out there. There's some magnet hospitals out there that are just awesome, and they do provide a lot of resources for their nurses, but... um, Puppies, you know, not every hospital has the resources to do that. That's for sure. Everyone should get a puppy. <laughs> Wait, what'd you
0: say? Puppies. I just Ooh, solved it. Puppies would I be just good. Solved
1: it. Therapeutic. If every nurse gets a therapeutic yeah. puppy, that would solve Dude, all the world's imagine? problems for yes. sure. I like it. Good thinking. Yeah. Um, and finally, what I think is the key factor in dealing with stress on oh, yeah. the job.
0: Besides puppies, humor. Yeah, humor, humor,
1: humor, humor, humor. I know over the course of my time as a nurse, um, I have definitely developed a very dark sense of humor, and that wasn't intentional. But I think that has helped me cope with a lot of. Oh stuff. yeah, dude. Um, humor is the best know. medicine. Has nursing made me a colder person? Th-
0: yeah i don't know I don't you're know. just a fucked up person you're just a cold person man i'm just
1: kidding <laughs> no i mean <laughs> it's true a lot of people do tell me <laughs> that i'm a very cold fucked up person and i think a lot of that has to do with what i have to deal with every day <laughs> the stress um it's also good it's kind of sad to say and we don't and coming from a non-nursing perspective like i i'm sure if people that have never worked in this field Were to hear some of the jokes we make or some of the things we laugh about, they would think we are totally evil people that are on a one way trip to hell for sure. But it's not that we don't don't care and it's not that we don't have a heart. It's that we have to do this because when something happens, like there's no downtime. Like I have to be good to go and be ready for my next admission. Mm. Like I can't just, Sit there and wallow in grief and prevent me from taking care of my other patients. Yeah. So, I think a lot of nurses use humor as a way just to kind of cope with the stress that's going on in their life.
0: Yeah. Uh, humor is very important. It's good for your body. It's not like a shot of alcohol, it's not that dilated. But... <laughs> <laughs> <Dynastic. laughs> but, I mean, see, that that is why we made this podcast. That humor in nursing can be dark and very disturbing. But all of us mean well. We try and do our job exactly, and just if you're just a naturally fucked up person like Jake, no, I'm just kidding. But
1: humor is very good,
0: <laughs> and coming from the two nurses that don't uh, don't take life too seriously, uh, I think that would be like a good ending part. That a message to all our listeners: is just have a good humor when you're working.
1: Yeah. For sure. And um, I think just working in ICU, you see the how fragile life really is. Oh, no. You're and... going to get into this right now? Just kidding. Nah, 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 nah. I'll uh-huh. save that for another podcast. <laughs>
0: Damn. That was really deep, man.
1: <laughs> but anyway, keep a good sense yeah. of humor. Keep a good sense of humor.
0: Uh,
1: I think that wraps yeah. up. And
0: then happening. so we can um, end the episode off with a feel-good slash funny story that Jacob uh, – uh created that he experienced on the floor (laughs) he already told me so it's pretty funny so so give it a good listen all
1: right i don't know how feel good the story is it's pretty funny i found it funny (laughs) some people will probably think it's a little dark but i think it's pretty funny so anyway um a while back i had a brand new baby nurse come up to me um and asked me to help me out with his patient. He need, he wanted to bathe his patient. And needed me to help him with the turn. Um, so of course. Being the awesome kind nurse that I am. Uh-huh. I agreed. Walked into his room. And from the second I walked into this room. I knew that patient was going to die any second. Like oh, that shoot. patient had the look of death. In his eye. And I just seriously paused for a second. And I'm like. Uh, dude is everything cool here? And. This nurse, because he's not that experienced, he's like, yeah, 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 he's fine. He's been like that, (laughs) which is never a good answer. Like, when you get that from a – he's been like that? Like, no, that's that's not (laughs) a good sign. Um, (laughs) So anyway, I'm, like, trying to explain to him, like, dude, this guy, he looks really, really bad. Like, I'm not even sure. I'm sure if we turn him, he might code on us right now. And um, so anyway, he's, like – he was explaining that all – the patient, uh, he was having to suction the patient a lot, that that was his only issue. He had a lot of secretions. Uh, this patient was on BiPAP because he was, a he was a DNR, DNI patient. So the family didn't want him intubated. Um, so right before we were about to start the bed bath, he's like, well, let me suction him real quick. So he grabs the Yonkauer, the oral suction, and he starts suctioning stuff. When I, took a look at what was being suctioned like i just had this feeling in my stomach that did not sit right and i'm like uh dude you realize what you're suctioning right and he's like what do you mean and i'm like you're straight up suctioning shit like that's fecal matter (laughs) and when a patient is shitting when a patient is shitting out of their mouth that's that's it like that's yeah like your patient's gonna die any second now and the, his face like froze and he's like, are you serious, dude? And I'm like, yes, smell what the fuck you're suctioning. That's fucking shit, dude. Like that's yeah. – this patient's going now. And so the family – usually the way it goes in our ICU is when we bathe the patient, we ask the family to kind of step out of the room. I mean they have the option to stay in but usually they step out of the room. They go to the waiting area and then we go get them when the, the bath is done. Um, so – Anyway, once I noticed that he was suctioning shit out of the patient, I, I told, uh, our charge nurse, I yell for our charge nurse to come in. I'm like, Hey, get in here, come check this out. And, and in the meanwhile, the patient started desatting. He was satting into the seventies, sixties, fifties, like he just kept dropping. And so we're like, Oh dude, we need to, so we put the BiPAP back on him right now. And, um, and uh, the charge nurse tells the nurse, dude, you need to go with the family right now and explain to them what's happening that this patient is about to pass. Um, so he leaves the room. And right when he leaves the room, me and the charge nurse are the only one left in the room. And we realize that all of a sudden, this patient just starts vomiting like anasis. Uh, boom, boom, boom. And keep in mind, he he's still wearing on. the BiPAP. So the BiPAP is filling with liquid shit, uh, just filling up. And so we start freaking out, like, holy shit, we got to get this BiPAP off. So my charge nurse, um, without thinking about it too much, just because when you're in that mood, you're just quick thinking real, real quick. You're not necessarily thinking about all the repercussions. (laughs) So he goes, rather than turn off the BiPAP first, he just rips off the BiPAP mask. So all that pressure from the BiPAP creates... A huge ball of liquid shit that goes flying everywhere all over the charge nurse, (laughs) covered in liquid shit. So then we're really freaking out because we look out the room and the new nurse is wandering in with the patient's family behind him. And we're like, holy shit, close the door. We need to clean this patient up. We, We can't let the family see the patient like this. And so, anyway, we clean up the patient, blah, blah, blah. We get a new BiPAP. We put him back on the BiPAP, blah, blah, blah. My nurse, my charge nurse does the best he can. He goes to the sink. He's trying to clean up. I mean, he's he's covered in shit. And so, anyway, he, he did a pretty good job of a quick cleanup. Mm-hmm. But then, um, so then as soon as we finish cleaning the room, he leaves the room and he goes and talks to the family and explains to the family what's going on, the seriousness of the situation, um, of course, the family's devastated, they start crying, he's sitting there comforting them. Um, he's just doing an awesome job of explaining to the family what's happening to the patient and how the patient is probably about to pass. In the meantime, I'm standing on the court out kind of in a distance and I noticed a little tiny stream of liquid shit that he forgot to clean That was resting on the top of his head, slowly rolling down his forehead. So So he's talking with the family while liquid shit is slowly dripping towards his eye. (laughs) That's yeah. And so that's how awesome that charge nurse was. That he put he's had he spent the time to talk and grieve and explain to the family before cleaning the liquid shit off of his forehead. Yeah. And that is what we do every day. And that is why we all need a beer <laughs> after work.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. That was a good so, story.
1: I'm sorry that story is a little dark, <laughs> but I thought it was fucking hilarious yeah, when it happened.
0: It's kind of funny, but... Uh...
1: And as soon as soon as soon as that was done, he, like, freaked out and ran and changed scrubs <laughs> and everything and pretty much, like, disinfected himself, but... <laughs> I'll never forget the image of him talking to the family, hand on shoulders, really sincerely, and then just seeing that little stream of liquid oh, shit on his forehead. Dear. That was beautiful. Damn. <laughs> so anyway, that wraps up the Mercer the station for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe on apple podcast check out our instagram
0: check us out on
1: SoundCloud. i don't know anything else you want to if add you,
0: if you want to give us suggestions on any subjects or you just want to give us a shout out please feel free to thank you for listening thank you guys peace out see you
1: hey. next week later